Welcome to Destined to Be with Bishop Roberto Jamat. Bishop Jamat is an international motivational speaker and author whose mission is to empower, stimulate, educate, and bring spiritual enlightenment, guidance, and healing to all people. As senior pastor of Nazareth Christian Fellowship, located in Brooklyn, New York, he has a passion for restoring lives and motivating people to reach their full potential in God. Listen as Bishop Jamat teaches a life-changing lesson today. Stay tuned after the sermon for more information. Join us for today's message, A Crazy Praise While Staying the Course, taken from the book of James, chapter 5, verses 7 through 11. James 5, verse 7 through verse 11. Amen. Here begins the reading of God's holy word. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it, until it gets the early rain and latter rain and later rain. You too be patient, strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Do not complain, brethren, against one another, so that you yourself may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. For an example, brethren of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We count those blessed who endured. You have heard of the endurance of Job and have seen the outcome of the Lord's dealing, that the Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. So far, the scripture. Father, bless your word. Bless your people, O oh God, as they hear the word. Cause the word to uh, uh, energize them. Cause the word to make them stronger in their walk and in their faith. And Father, take this vessel and hide this vessel behind the cross. Let flesh die and let spirit rise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. My topic this morning is a crazy praise while you stay the course. We've been talking about a crazy praise for the last almost months since Overseer Jamat preached a crazy praise. I have picked up the mantle and we have ran with the theme of a crazy praise. And the Lord has given us a word. The Lord said to us that if we praise God for the last 10 days of October, if we gave God a crazy praise on the last 10 days of October, uh, praise him in the morning and praise him in the evening during those 10 days that he was going to give us the spoils of our enemies in the month of November, December, and January. And how many testimonies do we have so far? If you are a testimony, give God a shout. Give God a shout. In my text this morning, chapter, uh, verse 11, I want to read that verse from the message version of the Bible. And I'm going to take my time. So if you're not accustomed to sitting in church long, then I, I, I pray that, you know, the Spirit of God will give you the strength to, to do that. Amen. Uh, the verse says this in verse 11. It says, what a gift life is to those who stay the course. You have heard, of course, of Job staying power. And you know how God brought it all together for him at the end. That's because God cares 
cares right down to the last detail. God cares about the details of your life. The epistle of James was written uh, by James. It has his name. It carries his name. James was the brother of John. He was the older brother of John. And he was probably the oldest of Jesus' apostles. He and his brother John were known as the boys or sons of thunder. In, in Mark 3 and 17, it says, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to them he gave the name Barjonas, which means sons of thunder. When James wrote the epistle, he tar his targeted audience was the Jewish Christian. The statement in verse 1 says that he was writing to the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad. Grace teachers use this text to say uh, that the teachings of this book is not for us, uh, but they forget that the first members of the church were all Jews. And they also forget that the Bible teaches that all scriptures are good for teaching instructions and reproof. The general message of the epistle is faith under pressure while waiting for Christ's return. James' purpose for writing the epistle was to teach and encourage the believer to endure hardship and to stay the course while waiting for Christ's return. James makes this statement at the beginning of the epistle when he says in verse, in verse 2 and through verse 4 of the first chapter, he says this, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. God wants us to be perfect. Touch your neighbor's neighbor. God wants you perfect. I love the way the message version puts this. The message version puts this about this verse, these two verses. The message put, version puts it this way. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your fate life is forced into the open and shows its true color, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. So the purpose for trials is to bring you into maturity. The purpose of trial is to bring you to the place where God wants you to be. James again repeats the same message in chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, in chapter 3, verse 1 through verse 18, and in chapter 1, verse 19 to 21. 
while faith under pressure is the major theme of the epistle, he also emphasizes other topics such as acting on what you hear. In verse 22, in verse in chapter 1 and verse 22, James says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. That's a New Living Translation. You're only fooling yourself. You see, if you only hear the word of God and you never practice, you're just fooling yourself. You're just wasting your time. Stay home. If you come to church and all you do is hear the word of God, then you go home and you don't practice what you hear. Stay home. The next thing he emphasizes is he gives us the rule of love. He says this, and I love this part of the scripture because he says this in James chapter 2, verse 2 to verse 3. In the New Living Translation, it says, For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there and or else sit on the floor. Well, preferential treatment means that you don't fully love me as Christ says you should love me. If you, have, if you have preferential treatment, if you treat me differently than you treat other people, it means you don't love me as Christ loved me. Now, some of us are hard to love. Oh, you didn't say amen on that one. Let me say it again. Some of us are hard to love. But the Bible says we must love you anyway. Hello, somebody. He emphasizes faith. He says that our faith must have some kind of action. Hello, he says that our faith must demonstrate some kind of action. Uh, 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 James 3 and 8 says, but no one can, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Uh, James 2 and 17 says, even so faith, if it has no work, is dead. You see, if you say you have faith, but you don't believe for nothing, then your faith is dead. Another thing that he emphasizes also, too, is he emphasizes the power of the tongue. Oh, that's a, that's a sermon all by it. Sermon all by itself. Uh, it says, but no one can tame the tongue. It is, a re- it, is a, it is a relentless evil and full of deadly poison. Deadly poison. Boy, I know folks who, who, who have their whole life, their entire life has been turned upside down because of something somebody said. Hello, somebody. Listen, listen, listen. The tongue is vicious. The tongue, if you don't watch it, it can kill people. He also emphasizes having godly wisdom. James 3 and 17 says, But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruit, unwavering and without hypocrisy. We all need some wisdom. If some of us would live our lives with wisdom, we would live much better lives. He also emphasizes one thing that we must avoid. In James 4 and James 7, he says, Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. 
Resist means resist. Resist don't mean to give in. Resist means to resist. We need to resist the devil. When you resist the devil, he flees from you. Tell somebody resist. Now, not my text. Let me get to my text. Now, now, uh, before I come to our text and before I give you uh, uh, the text, I need to, to, to draw your attention uh, uh, to some points uh, 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 in chapter, in the first uh, 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 six verses of chapter five, uh, they address rich people. If you look at the text, verse five, and you look at the first six verses, it address rich people and, and, and rich people, these are rich people who are not in Christ. They are God, they are ungodly people. There are people with wealth. There are people who have wealth in the world. In other words, there are people who have possession. James addressed these people in the first six verses of chapter 5, and then in chapter 7 he says, therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. James begins verse 7 by saying, therefore. Remember, therefore means you have to pay attention to what came before. And he says, therefore, the word therefore means as a result of what came before, what was written before. He's saying, therefore, I want you to pay attention to that because I'm about to give you a new revelation based on what happened before. What James is saying is that he wants the believer to stay the course, exercise patience in an environment of crazy praise. Let me say this again. Let me say this again. James wants us to exercise patience to stay the course in an environment of praise. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. James wants us to exercise patience in, uh, and, and to stay the course in an environment of praise. Can we do that? Hallelujah. Can you praise God when things are not going right? Hallelujah. Can you praise God when you can't see the end of the road? Can you give God a praise when the rent can't be paid? Can you give God a praise when the doctor give you bad news? But James is saying that if we maintain the course and we stay on track and we give God a praise, God is about to judge the wicked. He's about to judge those with wealth. And he's about to make a transfer. Oh, y'all didn't see that. Maybe I need to break it down a little bit more. What God is saying is he's about to make a transfer. Someone say transfer. Because God is about to judge the world and make a transfer. There is a transfer about to take place if you stay the course. High five you as a neighbor. If you stay the course, there's a transfer taking place. God is getting ready to make a transfer. Oh, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. God is getting ready to make a transfer. How is the neighbor? I'm waiting for the transfer. I'm waiting. Watch this. When you stay the course, stay the course is a phrase used 
in the context of war or battle. Meaning of uh, meaning to pursue a goal regardless of any obstacle or criticism. The modern uses of the term was popularized by Ronald Reagan and George Bush when they said we must stay the course in this war. We must stay the course during our economic crisis. Nazareth, what's our battle cry? We are in a war, but we have a battle cry. And our battle cry is a crazy praise. Oh, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. Nazareth, give me your crazy praise. You see, that has become our battle cry. We in a war, but we are about to win. All we got to do is keep crying, giving God a crazy praise. The opposite of staying the course it's the cut and run. Some of you cut and run too soon. Some of you cut and you run when you should stay the course. I'm not talking to anybody. When you cut and you run and you don't stay the course, you miss the transfer. How many of you have Two bank accounts or three bank accounts with different banks, different institutions. Well, in today's modern banking, you can make a transfer from one bank to another bank. Hello, somebody. So you can do that now. You can make one transfer from Chase to, 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 to Citibank, and it happens in the banking system instantaneously. But the bank makes you wait a few business days to make the funds available to you. Oh, y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. And all you have to do is wait till the bank says funds are available. Let me speak prophetically to you. The funds have been transferred. Oh, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. I said the funds have been transferred. You just waited. You just waited for the funds to be available. So while you wait, while you wait, give God a crazy praise. Come on. Maybe I didn't make myself clear. Because some of you are sitting like, yeah. Uh, uh, I just said, God made a transfer. He made a transfer in your favor. 
You just waited. You just waited for the funds to be available. While you wait, give God a crazy praise. Saints of God. I'm saying saints of God. Because these things don't apply to the ungodly. These things don't apply to the people who are not saints. This applies to the saints of God. To the born again believers. To those who put their trust in Christ. I'm saying this to you. Stay the course. God has made the transfer. I need to tell somebody. The title deed has been transferred into your name. Your name is on the title deed. Your name, your name has been transferred to the top of the promotional list. Oh, y'all been hear me. Your name has been placed on the top of the promotion list. Your case, your case has been transferred to the desk of the person who's going to approve your request. Oh, you just gotta give God a crazy praise. Give God a crazy praise. Come on, somebody. Give God a crazy praise. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Y'all making me nervous. Sit down. See, right now, right now, we are just Nazareth. We are just in a waiting period, waiting for the transferred money. To become available. It's done. The transfer has been made. All we're waiting for. Is for availability. Availability. I find your neighbors and neighbor. Availability. Yay! Watch this. Just stay the course. Give up now. You'll miss the transfer. The transfer of wealth and the transfer of territory. Proverbs 13 and 22 in the first part of the verse says the wealth and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. And God has just made a little transfer. It went, it went from his account to your account. So, so now, so what James does now is in order to enforce what he's trying to say to us, he gives us three examples. He talks about the farmer, he talks about the prophet, and then he talks about Job. 
The farmer, it says in verse 7 of the text, it says, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it until it gets the early and the latter or later rain. The farmer plants seed and hopes for a harvest. Every time you sow a seed in the house of God, you should expect a harvest. You should expect a return. But you can't get a return if you never sow. And if you keep sowing dollar bills, you're going to get back dollar bills. Oh, oh y'all didn't hear me. See, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. Because the type of seed that you sow is dependent. And if you sow it in good soil, and this church I know is a good soil. Hello, somebody. So every seed you sow, you're sitting waiting. You're waiting for it patiently. I got a prophetic word for someone in here this morning. When 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 the when the when, when the farmer sows a seed, that's the only thing he has left, and he has to sow this seed, and he depends on this seed to carry him through for the rest of the year, and maybe a year, another year later. He depends on the crop he's going to receive from the seed he has sown. Hello, some you just don't sow for the sake of sowing sake. You sow in order for you to receive something back from the Lord. Whether you receive money or you receive favor, or, or even if you don't receive it, your 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 seed, your seed, the people who are coming up behind you. Your sons and your daughters, your grandchildren. I am sowing seeds now that my grandmother reaped. I am walking in a place now because my grandmother sowed something. My grandmother sowed something in the ground. I am the beneficiary of what my grandmother sowed. So you may not receive it in your lifetime, but someone coming in your bloodline, they're going to receive what you sowed. They're going to receive the blessing that you did not see. Why? Because you sowed a seed. And I came to tell somebody, the harvest is about to happen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The text says, the text says, the early and the late rain. The early rain brings the seeds of germination. The latter rain cause the fruit to grow. Touch your neighbor as a neighbor. I'm in my latter rain season. My fruit is growing. My fruit is, my fruit is growing. My fruit is growing. Give God a crazy praise. Prophetically speaking, let me talk to Nazarite. You've been sowing seed. You've been putting seed in the ground. Get ready. Get ready. November. December. January. Here we go. The second example James gives us is the prophet. It says, as an example, brethren, 
of the suffering of, and patience. Take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. The reason why James uses the prophet as an example of having patience and staying the course is because your prophetic word always tests your faith. Your prophetic word always tests your faith. You ever get a prophetic word from the Lord? And all of a sudden, everything else in your life start going the opposite direction of the prophetic word? See, that's when you know a prophetic word is really from God. Because the minute you get the word, everything else about your life goes the other way. It just runs away from you. But if you stay the course and you trust God, and you believe God. This is the season where that prophetic word is about to be manifested in your life. High five me as a neighbor. My prophetic word is about to be manifested in my life. Some of you say, well, Bishop, I never received a prophetic word. Get in your Bible. Because if you start to read your Bible, you don't need no man to prophesy to you. You don't need no man to tell you, give me 20 bucks and I'll give you a prophetic word. All you need to do is get in the word of God. And God will speak to you. He will tell you what to expect. This book says, I'm blessed. This book says, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm a lender. and not a borrower. This book says, I'm above. And not beneath. This book says, I walk in favor. This book says, I have the power to make wealth. If you believe the prophetic word from the book, give God your crazy praise. I feel like preaching. The third, the third example he gives us is Job. To those of you who don't know the Bible, you say Job. But it's pronounced Job. He says, it says in verse 11, it says, we count those blessed who endure. You have heard of the endurance of Job. And have seen the outcome of the Lord dealing. That the Lord is full of compassion and merciful. Job went through hell. To those of you who don't know about Job, Job was a righteous man. Job didn't sin. Job did nothing wrong. He was a righteous man. And the devil walked into God's presence. So the devil is, a, is an enemy who walks around seeking whom he may devour. But I got a word for you. The devil can't touch you unless he goes to God. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. See, we believers, we blame the devil for everything. We blame him for too much. Stop blaming the devil. He gets too much credit for things he don't do. Hello, somebody. So the devil goes in and he says to God, look, and God said to the devil, have you considered Job? 
He's a good man, righteous man. The devil says, you got to hedge around him. That's another praise moment for somebody. You get that later on. The devil said, devil said you got to hedge around him. Can I, can, I, can I teach you something? Job was not filled with the Holy Spirit. Job didn't have Jesus. And yet God said. And yet the devil said, you have a hedge around him. Imagine you. You have Jesus. You have the blood of Jesus. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, living inside of you. You think the devil can mess with you? So anyway, devil says, devil says to God, God, you got a hedge around him. God said, okay, I, I'll take my hedge from him. Take his property. And poor Job was sitting in his house. And one after the other. Your cattle dead. Your cows die. Your sheep dead. One messenger after another. They came and they stole everything. And your sons were in their house. And they were hanging out at a party. And all of a sudden they all died. One, one instantly. All of them dead. Everybody's dead. And each messenger comes in one after the other. Saying, Job, it's a disaster. And Job didn't say a word. Job said, Naked I came into this world. Naked I will go out. So Job didn't curse God. Satan goes back into heaven again. And God said, hey, Job didn't curse me yet. The devil said, yeah, but you, you, you know, you still protecting him. You still got a head. I can't touch him personally. And God said, guess what? Okay, touch him personally. And the devil went out. And he got Job and got Job sick. Gave Job sores, boils. And Job is sitting down there. He said he's taking pottery and he's scraping the sores on his body. He's in sitting sackcloth and ashes. Imagine the stench. Imagine the smell. And Job is just sitting there. He's just sitting there in this. And his so-called friends. His so-called friends come up to him and they say, Job, you must have done something wrong. Because God only punishes those who do things wrong. There is something wrong with you, Job. And Job said, no, there's nothing wrong with me. Job stayed the course. And when God was ready to deliver Job, you have to remember that God works in timing. God don't come when we want to. He comes when he needs to come. He comes in his own time. When the time came, Job, God came to Job and God said, listen, them bunch of friends you got, you got to pray for them. Because if you don't pray for them, I'm going to deal with them. And the Bible says in Job 42 and 10, bring it up, please. It says this, you got this? After Job went through all that Job went through, it says, the Lord. Can you read it for yourself? It says, the Lord restored. The Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friend. And the Lord, the Lord increased all that Job had twofold. 
Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor. I don't know about you. But I'm getting ready for my double. Oh! Glory! Glory! Hallelujah! Tell somebody double! I just need five people. Double! Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for my double. Oh. November. December, January, double! Double, double, double. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I gotta close this out. I gotta close this out. Woo! Let me warn you, let me warn you. 
I got to give you a warning. I got to give you a warning. The one thing that'll keep you from experiencing the transfer, the transfer, one thing that will, that, that will stop you from moving forward while you wait is your complaining. You're complaining. So while you wait on the Lord and you stay the course, don't complain. Some writer said, I wouldn't complain. The text, the text in verse 9 says, do not complain. I'm going to stop it right there. Do not complain. Because the minute you begin to complain, you have aborted the transfer process. Because by your complaining, you're saying, God can't do what he said he would do. You're saying to God, I can't trust you. But to those of you who stay the course without complaining, the transfer has been made. All you need to do is give God a praise. Praise. Come on, give God a crazy praise. So here's my conclusion. Stay the course. Tell three people, stay the course. Stay the course. If you're feeling tired, stay the course. God will give you staying power when you stay the course. God is bringing it all together when you stay the course. God cares about you. Every detail about your life, he knows about you. Stay the course. And here's my final words. While you stay the course, give him a crazy praise. We pray that you were blessed by today's word. To receive this sermon, please visit brjministries.org. While there, you may also sign up for Bishop Jamat's free publications or purchase one of his many books, including his bestseller, The Spiritual Iron Man 40-Day Training Manual. Follow Bishop Jamat on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at brjministries. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please write us at brjministries. 576 Ralph Avenue, Suite 2, Brooklyn, New York, 11233. Or email us at radio at org. You may also call us at 855-JAMAT. That's 
536-6688. If you are in the New York City area, you may visit Bishop Jamat Sundays at 11 a.m. We are located at 576 Ralph Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. This broadcast is made possible by your prayers and the generous financial contribution of our friends and supporters. To become a friend or supporter of this ministry, please visit brjministries.org and click on the donate icon. Every financial gift you give to this ministry helps us continue this broadcast. Here again is Bishop Roberto Jamat. Hello, my friend. This is Bishop Roberto Jamat. I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope that the sermon has blessed your heart and challenged you to become all that God has destined you to be. If this broadcast has blessed your heart, remember to share it with a friend. Remember, these podcasts are made possible because of your prayer and your generous donation. Any donation to this ministry helps us continue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you want to donate to this ministry, you can visit the website brjministries.org and click on the donate button. Until I hear from you, be blessed and remember, be all that God has destined you to be.